0: Welcome to Beginner Women, a podcast where we throw out our adult agendas and focus on what it takes to shape a new future for girls and young women. From education and career to health and wealth, we talk to experts, thought leaders, and extraordinary women who will challenge the way you think about girls, women, and ambition. Here's your host, Katherine Cornfield. Welcome to Beginner Women. I'm Katherine Cornfield, founder of Ambitious, and that's ambitious with a she, where we take a unique approach to leadership and career development. We've helped hundreds of girls and young women to develop autonomy, agency, and purpose by equipping them with the critical skills and knowledge they need to thrive today and in tomorrow's world. We started this podcast because we know how important everyday role models are, and we want to empower you, parents, educators, and other caring adults with smart, actionable strategies to help the beginner women in your lives reach their full potential. Thank you so much for joining us. All right, so we are really excited to have Albert Wong with us today. Albert Wong is the director of Junior Achievement Ottawa. Junior Achievement Ottawa is one of a global network of junior achievement organizations in more than 100 countries. For more than hundred years, JA has sparked the entrepreneurial spirit in youth, connected students with mentors, and empowered them with valuable knowledge, skills, and confidence to start up a business, make better financial decisions, and chart a career path. Albert has been leading JA Ottawa for seven years, and JA is a program of Ottawa's Network for Education. I can say from personal experience that Albert is committed to connecting and engaging the talent and wisdom of our community to unlock the potential in youth. One student at a time. He is creating positive change in the world and leaving a lasting mark on this community. Thank you so much for joining us
1: today, Albert. Thanks for having me, Catherine.
0: Albert, tell us a little bit about your career path. What chapter are you on, and how many chapters have there been?
1: Wow. Okay. So I would say probably um, I'm on chapter five right now. Chapter one would begin, uh, like a lot of kids, I was in school, um, just going through school, getting the marks, passing exams, not really knowing. What I was studying was how it's going to be relevant in life. Um, so I went through chapter one, not knowing what I really loved to do in school. Chapter two, I selected a uh, a university to go to with a program um, that I wasn't quite sure I wanted to do, but it was a pretty stable um, option, which was accounting. Uh, chapter three, I went into the workforce, uh, was earning a paycheck, was doing the nine to five or maybe nine to eight, um, and really go, going through the grind. And each time uh, my three Three jobs I had in accounting, I ended up quitting them um, after realizing um, it was just taking a toll on me personally, um, and just being a lot of uh, a lot of work. And I was just looking for my passion still. So, chapter four took me to the, the year that I took off to figure out what I wanted to do in life, which was great because it allowed me to volunteer different causes to find what truly resonated with me, and which I discovered it now in chapter five. What I love doing right now is working with volunteers, empowering youth, and basically helping students determine what they want to do earlier in life.
0: Well, thank you for sharing that. And that is something I think that's really interesting about the path that young people are taking. As you know, Ambitious is uh, is leadership and career development for girls. But the path is not always straightforward. And in your case, you you did what is always expected. You went to school, you studied hard, mm-hmm. you got a job. Then, you, interestingly, you took a year off to experience. And I think that... Um, experience is something that uh, that everybody benefits from and helps really accelerate that learning so you took that experience and that experiential learning opportunity and you went away from that and made a really um, distinctive distinct change in your path and now you are um, combining that background in, in accounting and finance and understanding of business with uh with your passion for community and community development and youth through through your work in JA So we're going to flip back to JA because obviously that's something that's um, current for you um, and something that you and I share, which is a real interest in youth entrepreneurship and in financial literacy. So you have been at this program for seven years. And I understand since 2013 that there have been 33,000 students in Ottawa that have learned entrepreneurship, financial literacy, and work readiness skills from the volunteers that facilitate the JA programs in schools at no cost. And I also understand that there have been more than 1,800 high school students that have created a total, you've told me this, of 110 businesses through the help of mentors in the JA program. Can you describe uh, how that program, well, first of all, describe the program itself, the JA company program in particular, because I think that's most relevant to um, the, the young women uh, from sort of grade seven onwards that that Ambitious works with. Yeah. Um, but can you describe how that's grown in the brief history that, that it's been running here in Ottawa? And tell us, tell us sort of your experience with that.
1: Sure, absolutely. Um, maybe I'll just take a step back and sort of explain how JA kind of fits in globally and then bring it down to the local level. Perfect. That sounds great. Yeah, so JA, uh, it's, it's the world's largest uh, organization that focuses on youth business education. And so it was started up 100 years ago, as you had mentioned. Um, and now it's in over 120 countries worldwide. So JA students that are participating in programs are part of a, a global network. Um, and because the mission of JA is really to inspire youth and prepare them to succeed in a global economy. Um, so what that really means is the programs that we are delivering and engaging volunteers and mentors are helping students to develop the skills, knowledge and confidence uh, to be successful in the world. Um, and through the JA company program, which was the first comp- which is the first program created. In in JA, so it's been running a hundred years. Oh, I didn't uh, realize that. Event, okay. Yeah, it was only until 1975 when we started delivering the uh, one-day workshop-type program.
0: Ah, okay, very interesting. So describe the company program then.
1: Yeah, so the company program essentially is in a short period of time, so about 15 weeks. Um, a group of students, um, with the assistance of mentors, will create a business from scratch. So the students will come up with a product service, or even an event idea uh, where they actually have to organize around this idea. So they'll actually build a structure of a corporation where you have a president and you have a vice president of marketing and production. So they have got to determine what sort of problem they want to solve and how do they build a business around that? How do they generate revenue on it? What is it going to cost to run this business? So throughout the process of marketing and building a team, they are learning various different skills that apply to various different types of careers. And at the end, they, um, they close up shops. They report if they have a, a profit or a loss, they get to actually keep the the, the, the profit or donate it to charities if they wish. Um, but the whole part of a company that makes it special is that they created a project, a real business, and they work together through successes and challenges and, and through those failures, they are learning about themselves, learning about what types of careers intrigue them and also what types of careers do not resonate with them, which is also valuable learning.
0: Oh, absolutely. Back to that point about um, experience being uh, an excellent teacher just as much as the classroom. So what what uh, I, I mean, I've had the very, uh, very good privilege of being able to uh come to your JA Company program celebrations at the end of every year for the last number of years. And I'm always um, really impressed by by the the caliber of the young people and by the caliber of the ideas that they're putting together. But um, also what, what I take away is just that amazing enthusiasm they have for having had that experience. Now, you know that Ambitious is focused on girls in particular. So I'm curious, what can you tell us about the girls who uh, participate in the company program. And what do you suppose sort of draws them in? What do they have in common?
1: Yeah, that's an excellent question. Um, so in terms of how the girls, uh, how are they involved in the J Company, I would say in terms of a breakdown of gender, it's pretty much a 50-50 split uh, between boys and girls. And I would say in terms of the leadership positions, what I've seen in the last couple of years, we see quite a high percentage of the executive roles, presidents and executive uh, vice presidents being female. Um, what draws them in? I would say there's there's two things for sure. One is uh, their curiosity. So um, in there's two types of company programs we run or two streams. One is when it's happening during school hours. So part of an in-school, let's say a business class where the teacher chooses, to do the J program and all the students are automatically enrolled. So that's an interesting right, way. Right. Okay. And then you have the after-school J company where students self-select and say, you know, it's an extracurricular. This is like, I'm going to take time out of my personal life and do this program. So you get generally you get the students that are like choose to be there. So they're very, very actively engaged. Um, so in terms of what are the girls that I speak to, why are they, why are they getting involved in J? I'd say a lot of them um, are looking to, Develop develop themselves as leaders, um, so almost like a growth mindset. So you have um, girls that are interested in, in expressing their creativity. Um, they want to make some sort of a change in the world, and they want to uh, maybe make a business that makes a difference. Uh, example being some companies have chosen to um, support causes. Um, or to raise awareness about the declining bee population and to, to come up with a solution that raises the a visibility of the declining bee population while creating like bee hotels or homes for bumblebees to live in. It's amazing. And that is pretty cool. Um, and sometimes yeah. girls, uh, they'll just join, they want to b- join something with their friends. They'll bring in their other girlfriends and they'll be part of this, 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 um, this company.
0: It's, uh. It's really interesting to me because what you what you describe as their drivers are very similar to what I see uh, among the girls that participate in ambitious programs, and uh, you know there is that that first that instinct for curiosity, but really um, sort of at the foundation is a drive for for change and um, for leadership, which I, which I find very um, uh, almost inspiring and and reassuring in terms of our future. So what. I guess my question would be then, what do they tell you after they've experienced the JA company program? And, and what do you know, because I know that some of this would be anecdotal, but what do you know about their path uh, into post-secondary and even past that into the workforce after they've participated in, in the company program?
1: Yeah. So say um, probably, well, out of the many, many graduates of the program, I do keep in touch with some of them. LinkedIn is a great tool for us to keep connected. I'd say like a lot of the the anecdotal or some of the comments I've received from some of the students and I've had the opportunity to see them present um, throughout the term or at the final awards, is that they've discovered what they really enjoyed doing. For example, some some students that have done the marketing role. So if I marketing, they're continuing to Study and pursue that avenue through post-secondary. One of them is now at University, and she's studying business right there. She's done the program for four years at Glebe High School. Um, each year, she tried a different role, but she found that what she loved was the marketing side of things.
0: Hmm, interesting. So she moved around.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Brett's already, yes. Yeah, some, some students can, um, depending on how many times uh, they do the program. Most students probably do it once or twice. But some students that have the opportunity to do it each year have done it all year, each year of their high school career and have moved around different departments to see what it's like to be more in the finance section versus the marketing versus the production. So, Today, a the company is really an opportunity to get work experience and work with other people. So it's really the experience of learning while you're doing is so powerful.
0: Absolutely. So that actually is a perfect segue to the next question. Uh, which is really focused on that idea of experiential learning and the link in particular between entrepreneurship and um, career development, career readiness. I think that there's sometimes a a perception that when you are a proponent of youth entrepreneurship, that you're really pushing kids into starting a business, which isn't necessarily the case. The entrepreneurial skill set translates, it's portable, and it it really – um, enables uh, any young person and girls in particular to, to be able to have the skills to move around. So I'm curious about um, the extent to which or what, what you know and how you uh, position that experiential education and whether or not you are explicit in your discussions with sponsors, teachers, parents around the link between entrepreneurship and career readiness.
1: Absolutely. Um, so Jay, a lot of people, when they hear about junior achievement, they say, Oh, that's, that's an entrepreneurship program. And I'm not interested in starting a business. So that is a common, common uh, perception. However, when we do speak to our volunteers, donors, teachers, exactly what you said, entrepreneurship is an excellent vehicle for learning about yourself, about how you deal with adversity, how resilient you are to failures and what can you learn and developing the various, you know, skills that you need in the workplace so um, communication skills leadership skills um, time management conflict resolution all these skills that you need to be an employee as well a very talented employee would have these skills and employers are looking for employees that are entrepreneurial minded right so um, most of the students that complete the j program are not going to become entrepreneurs afterwards and, uh, and i think the studies have shown Something in the area of 10% of the people will have this entrepreneurial gene within themselves, and they're going to be entrepreneurs regardless. At least 90% of folks that are going to discover that they love entrepreneurship, or they're very happy to be working for someone else. And what JA does is prepare them to work either on their own or in the workforce because they've had these skills that can apply to different uh, in right
0: so the so it's the soft skill development as well as the sort of knowledge base that they're gaining around um the different functions inside an organization and so on and I think that there's a, a sometimes a perception about uh young women in particular not having a lot of confidence but we know as adults that confidence actually is the result of experience not the prerequisite right so mm-hmm. giving uh young people and girls in particular the opportunity to sort of even as you said about the young woman who's now at Dalhousie you move around in those functions learn uh what it would like what it's like to be in a workplace even is is a really really beneficial experience so um there's one other aspect that I, I'm curious about in terms of the uh, the experience that young people have, but also uh, girls in particular, because we we often talk when you're when and I'm sure this is true when you're trying to recruit volunteers. Uh, you often talk to adults about the benefits of volunteering and how it feels good to give back and and what a what a what an empowering thing it is to sort of get young people to think differently and do things that they've never done before, um, and that's really appealing to adults. But I'm curious about. Um, What you've heard from the young people that participate in your programs about the value of that mentorship, of having an encouraging, caring adult Mm. uh, support them in their learning?
1: It's very important uh, to a lot of the students. The connection that they get from mentors is different from what they would have with their teacher or their parents, because here you have an outside person uh, with an expertise in a different area that's taking the time out of their their business or their own jobs to to mentor the youth so i've heard i've seen so many testimonials i've seen videos of, of students essentially saying that it's because the mentors that gave them this type of training and encouragement that allowed them to learn more about becoming a, an entrepreneur and giving those them the confidence in themselves. Um, just thinking about, I'm just looking through some posts on LinkedIn. Um, a lot of students that have have been through the company program are thanking their mentors right on, on video and saying, you know, it's because of, of mentors like like Rob and Michael um, that that helped me along this path and and helping set themselves up for success. And and also, I think the students do realize, and I do know students that I keep in touch to this day with their mentors from several years ago, um, because. Once once a student makes that connection with a mentor, they are basically part of their career network. And uh, I've had uh, a volunteer from JA uh, actually send me a message saying, you know, I had a, a mentor from Bell Canada 20 years ago, and he made a difference into what I'm choosing to do now in my career. And are you in touch with this guy? And I'm like, um, what's his name? And I searched him up on LinkedIn. I said, here he is. He's still working. And so he said he's going to reach out to his mentor now. And I've had some that's Some fantastic. Mentors hiring the students that they were mentoring because they know about how talented youth yeah. are.
0: Yeah, well, I think it's it's true because a, a lot of young people don't necessarily appreciate the value of a network. And and uh, they might get told, you know, you should be networking. With, that doesn't necessarily resonate with them. But, uh, but in the fullness of time, um, the idea that they began their network as early as they did in the JA program or in high school um, uh, where you're sort of doing something outside of the classroom – Um, It does, over time, add up, and the social capital builds from there. So uh, now I'm going to switch horses a little bit because, you know, again, ambitious is um, – we share a lot of values and objectives in terms of youth entrepreneurship – um, and uh, the entrepreneurial skill set and career development, but Ambitious is specifically focused on girls, and we do it a little bit differently. Uh-huh. Um, and we do it in part because we we feel that um, girls ha- need a little bit of extra space, maybe to explore in a in a place where where they can um, uh, build out their ideas without the without being sort of overly scrutinized. Not to say that that's what happens in the company program, but but that's sort of the the underlying philosophy. But also because Ambitious is actually Somewhat preoccupied with the gender gap, because as you know, um, even though girls do well in school and uh, are graduating from university in higher numbers and doing very well in their early career, uh, we still have a pretty persistent gender gap across almost every domain uh, when it gets to uh, sitting at the table where the decisions are made. So I know that uh, gender equality, diversity, inclusion is important to Ambitious. I know it's important to you personally, because you have been a very, very strong ally to me personally and to Ambitious in general. You're a really key member of the Ambitious Advisory Board and you are a tireless advocate for encouraging girls and young women. So here's my question. What has your experience in working with JA taught you about being a strong ally for girls and young women?
1: Well, first of all, thank you for that. I, I think we need, we need all, all, all people at the table. We need the strength of, of boys and girls. Um, as leaders. And the way I see JA is um, we just naturally reach out and have a pretty good representation of women or young, young girls and young boys in the program itself. And I think that through JA, it allows um, a lot of the young women to develop those leadership skills and actually build that confidence so that when they do go out into the workforce, it's not a big deal to say, okay, well, I was vice president uh, of sales. And so I know that I can progress right to the top. I've developed those skills early. So definitely I think JA um, does help in that respect in terms of encouraging girls to take on leadership positions. And what we find interesting anecdotally is we do see a lot of times where Um, maybe girls lack that confidence at the beginning Mm -hmm. of the program where they don't Mm -hmm. run for the position of vice president of marketing or vice president of HR or finance, but what they learn as the, the company goes on, they said, you know what, I could have done it differently and it could have been more effective had I taken on that leadership role and really led the team. So then you'll see those girls continue the next year and then they run for the roles, they get it and then they knock it out of the park. So that's what we've noticed. That's interesting. Yeah. It's the confidence that builds.
0: Yeah. Because that, you know, for me, I, we often talk about leadership and uh, leadership development. And there's a lot of focus on the confidence side and on the soft skills and negotiation and, you know, what it takes to sort of lean in and use your voice and all the rest of that. But but I also like to talk about the fact that leaders are actually decision makers. And so, when you're uh, responsible for making those decisions and when you're the person who has that role, um, the, there's, a, there's a certain amount of responsibility that goes with that. And there's also a perspective when you're not in it around how it could be done better. And so what I'm, I find really interesting about what you just said is that when girls early in their lives experience that disconnect between um, how it's done and how they think it could be done, Better um, and it almost incentivizes them to to get over that initial uh, sort of discomfort and and jump right into to uh, the opportunity that that leadership presents. That is really really interesting. Um, do you ever and I I don't know if this is true in your program or in JA across Canada or even JA around the world. Is there any thinking done around? Uh, the diversity uh, and inclusion, or gender lens, when training mentors, or when encouraging, or e- even explicitly encouraging equity in in the leadership roles when they're voted on by by the students, or. Does the subject of unconscious bias, do, did any of those topics ever come up? Because it seems to me that the JA Company program in particular, being as old as it is mm-hmm. um, and being as, as widespread as it is, it would be a really good place to start to encourage that new generation of allies so that, so that uh, everyone, mentors and participants, students, girls and boys, are able to sort of acknowledge uh, the importance of allies uh, moving forward. Is that something that's, that's being talked about at all?
1: That's a really good perspective on things, as as you mentioned. You know, with Jay being um, spread across so far across the world, that I would say that there, while there's consistency in the objectives of the program, how each charter delivers it could be slightly different depending on who they have as the trainers for the volunteers, as well as the volunteers themselves. Because, as we know, we're lucky to have uh, mentors from different industries, and some of them are professional facilitators. Some of them work in in the areas of community engagement and business. So while in in terms of Ottawa, we don't have specific training, and I think it would be something very interesting to investigate with you uh, about that. um, There you go. Right? You're you're hitting on something really interesting. The kind of way we build a diversity lens into it is we try to build diverse teams of mentors, so mentors with different life perspectives, different genders. So that by having a variety of mentors in the same company, you're going to get naturally different perspectives. And certainly with JA, we always encourage communication um, and respect and listening to your peers, but every company and each mentor team brings a slightly different flavor. So uh, I would be curious to to explore among the different organizations within Canada, if anyone has specific training uh, with this gender lens to it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I, I would be curious too. I, as I was uh, thinking about our conversation today and about the links between JA and and uh, the work that uh, that I do with Ambitious and with Girls, um, it uh, it did strike me that there, especially given the breadth, that there are so many uh, company programs that are running and bubbling up that it's really like almost like an incubator for for new allies. So so thank you for that perspective. I think the last question I have, but certainly not the least is uh maybe zooming out a little bit again on this idea of um, beginner women and um really treating uh and perceiving young women uh from the perspective of them already having assets of them already having power and promise and uh and a future full of potential rather than lacking in self-esteem or com- and in confidence and so uh beginner women as a podcast is really aimed at parents and educators and other caring adults um, who are actually the everyday role models. You are an everyday role model. Every day you go into the school, every day you show up at work. And and I know that there's hundreds, (laughs) probably thousands of kids who would recognize you on the street here in Ottawa. Um, But I think that there's sometimes uh, parents, uh, not so much teachers, but parents in particular and other caring adults, aunts, neighbors, uh, uncles, you know, coaches, so on, don't, really truly appreciate the influence that they have on the the beginner women in their lives and so what what we're trying to do with this podcast is really offer up and provide some practical actionable strategies to help those people who are the everyday role models support uh the beginner women in their lives so i'm curious uh, from your perspective um as uh, sort of the director of a major major uh, youth program here in uh canada's national capital what advice do you have from for them for those people who are the, the everyday role models in terms of encouraging their young women to sort of step forward um into their into their power
1: yeah i think you bring up an excellent point in that in terms of uh influencers in a young person's life parents are, are number one i would say and uh oftentimes you know parents they intend they have the best of intentions they want their 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 kids to succeed but they bring their own biases to the table right about what types of careers are good and what are not um i think Mm -hmm. the really the way to empower uh youth is to let them you know experience new things try things out encourage them to um you know, experiment and, and failure is an okay thing. Failure is a good way to learn what you, you don't enjoy and what you do enjoy sometimes. Um, so, keeping an open mind, um, encouraging um, youth to experience things, so, experiential learning opportunities to develop their leadership skills. So, something like an ambitious program or, or a program like JA, or if this if the students enjoy um, coding or technology, let them try something like a technovation, something that allows the students to um, learn while they're doing a project, um, where they're engaged with mentors and role models, um, and really just supporting them in, in finding what their passion is. Because once uh, you and I know, when someone finds a passion, um, they're they're able to do incredible things, and they have that sort of zest for doing it. Um, so I right
0: think that... and so it's it's your advice is really for parents to to almost uh, step out of the way. I, I I may be putting words in your mouth, but to really sort of uh, acknowledge that that young people and and uh, girls in particular, even those that might not speak up loudly might have their own agenda, their own path, their own interests that they're that they're wanting to pursue and and the the opportunity to experience things outside the classroom in particular, Gives them uh, some traction, right? Gives them an opportunity mm-hmm. to try, without it being a should, without it being a uh, you know, it's a subject area should you must do this, you must learn that, right? So it's really um, uh, letting them letting them lead, even if they don't know where they're going quite yet.
1: Absolutely, that's that's part of the journey of life and and how you really discover what where you should be it's it's really finding out what what you do love and maybe things that you don't like and and you can't tell it's difficult to tell someone what what they're going to like what they're not going to like you got to let them figure it out for themselves and i think that's where true learning comes and and through reflection
0: absolutely well i think um with that albert that would be a wrap i i really appreciate the time you've taken to join uh, Beginner Women uh, this morning and uh, to share your perspective as, like I said, a, a pretty uh, well-known uh, youth leader uh, in, here in Ottawa and um, and for really taking the time to dig into your program to describe the details and to describe really the benefits, not just... Um, to uh, young people in general but but to girls and to beginner women who are starting their own path uh, to walk their own path into the future so thank you very much for for joining us
1: It's been a pleasure and, and I have to commend you on uh, on what you're doing with beginner women I think it's amazing. Uh, amazing opportunity for people to learn um, from you and uh, from the different people in this space. So thanks for what you're doing. Thank you to
0: our listeners for joining us on Beginner Women, a show where we throw out our adult agendas to shape a new future for girls. Check out our show notes for the resources we talked about in today's episode and for the actionable insights you can use to nurture and empower the girls you know. If you like what you hear on our show, Write us a review on Apple Podcasts, and don't forget to subscribe wherever you find your favorite shows. You can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Ambitious. That's A-M-B-I-S-H-E-O-U-S.